Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Francisco's Toothache by Dorothy Aitken Francisco was the terror of the countryside, and he was clever. No matter how many crimes Francisco committed, he always managed to get around the law. No judge dared to convict him, for they knew their families would be the victims of the next wave of terror. When it came to Francisco, fear reigned supreme. One day, a shiny mission launch arrived with its captain and his wife. The announcement was made that meetings would soon be held and an onboard health clinic made available. Francisco felt that his superiority was being challenged. He let the word get around that anyone who went to the launch for treatment or who attended the meeting in the evening would be sorry. Pedro, the launch captain, knew nothing of this and went about getting everything ready. His wife, Alicia, was a bit surprised when no one came to the launch to ask for medicine or treatments, but her past few weeks had been so busy that she was rather glad for the slump. She rested and wrote a few letters. Pedro set up a small platform and ran extension cords from the boat's generator to the shore so that he could use his projector. Whistling as he worked, he was unaware of the fact that the few curious folks who showed up to watch him would never come to hear his preaching. During the afternoon, a few children gathered to watch the activity. Pedro, in his usual friendly manner, told them of the stories his wife would be sharing that evening. He whetted their appetite by mentioning the beautiful color pictures he would show them and the songs they would learn. Hurry home and tell your parents to be sure to bring you along, he called as they ran back into the forest. That evening, with the meeting time approaching, Pedro ate his simple supper by the window of the launch and wondered why not one soul had shown up. Usually, he had to hurry through his supper and be on hand to see that no one disconnected the projector or tinkered with the organ. "'Strange,' he said to Alicia as he finished his beans and rice, "'but maybe these people actually eat at the same hour as we do for a change.' Alicia smiled as she cleared the table, but by now a strange fear clutched at her heart. Suppose no one came at all. Suppose these people were superstitious and cruel. She had heard of some of the river folk who met outsiders with bows and arrows and who put poison into the water and tried to kill them in other ways.' but these people don't look like those kind of folks, she thought. Now it was getting dark. No one was in sight anywhere. Suddenly, Pedro had an idea. This will bring them out. He smiled as he started a small record player. They'll hear the music and come. But no one did. Pedro looked out into the music-flooded forest. He thought he could see shadows flitting from tree to tree. As the music blared through the darkness, Pedro walked over to Alicia. Pray, Alicia, this could be a trick. They may be waiting for the darkness to begin their foul play, if there is to be any. Yet somehow Pedro felt that there was to be no surprise attack. Maybe the people were more shy than the villagers upstream. Although he still couldn't be certain, he sensed that there were people hiding behind the trees and peering through the bushes. Finally, Pedro made a decision. I am going to preach anyway, he told Alicia. I am even going to show the pictures just as though there were a large congregation. Alicia played the organ, and Pedro sang energetically, praying, hoping the people would come. Then he showed the slides. But still no one came. The sermon Pedro preached to empty space was powerful and convincing. He felt sure it was not falling on deaf ears, even though he could not see any listeners. The next night was the same, and the next, and the next. But the fifth night Pedro made an announcement. 
Anyone who is ill, any who have ulcers or sores or need medical attention of any kind, can be treated. It's free, Pedro declared, looking steadily into the eyes of his audience, which so far as he could discern were only a cluster of tropical trees. Daylight was just piercing the darkness when Pedro awoke the next morning. He wasn't sure what had awakened him, but he sat up in bed and looked out over the river. A few clouds in the eastern sky were turning rosy, and the parrots were beginning their morning sounds. Somewhere, not far away, he heard a splash on the riverbank and knew that a crocodile had slipped into the still waters. Pedro stretched and inhaled the cool morning breeze. It wouldn't be long, he knew, until the sun would come up and turn the morning's freshness into a sauna bath. Then he heard it. It must have been what awakened him. A low moaning. Pedro jumped out of bed. As he went past the galley window, he saw the source of the sound. A man, dirty and unkempt, crouched on the riverbank, holding his hands to the side of his face. Ay, hombre, Pedro called, stepping up on deck. What can I do for you? The man rose and came up on the plank that Pedro had stretched to the shore. It is this tooth, sir, the man said, trembling as Pedro ran his hand over the side of his face. It has bothered me for a long time, but two days ago it began to hurt very badly. Now my face is swollen, and I can stand the pain no longer. I heard you say last night that you were a doctor. I need help. Please, sir, won't you pull the tooth? I am not a doctor, Pedro hastened to explain, but my wife is a nurse, and she has taken a course in tropical medicine. However, I don't think she has ever pulled a tooth. Please, sir, the man begged, try. Sit here, Pedro commanded. Tell me what your name is so I can write it on my records. The man lowered his head. My name is Francisco, he said softly. You may have heard of me. I haven't heard anything, Pedro pointed out. No one has come near enough for me to become acquainted. Francisco grew shamefaced. Sir, I am the reason no one comes to your meetings, the man confessed, brushing his bushy mustache thoughtfully. I am the terror of this country, and I threatened anyone who came near your launch. He sat down on the chair Pedro offered, but if you will pull this tooth, I promise to change all that. Pedro paused, then said, We shall try. Turning, Pedro headed down to the living quarters of the boat and awakened Alicia. You must come and pull a tooth, dear. Where are those old forceps we used to have? I don't know. I never used them, and I don't know how to pull a tooth. The woman tumbled out of bed, muttering about the early hour. Well, you've got to use them this time. You'll have better success than I will. This man has a terrible toothache, and he is the key to our having an audience tonight. Alicia fumbled around in some drawers and finally came up with several forceps. I don't know a thing about them, she said. They were with the medical supplies when we took over the boat. I don't know which is for the top or the bottom. Pedro, you do it. I'll come up and give the injection, though I must admit I don't know exactly where to give it. While Alicia dressed, Pedro found the syringe and the anesthetic they used for minor wounds. The twosome headed back to the clinic area where Pedro sterilized the forceps as best he could and arranged his meager tools on a sterile bandage. Alicia administered the anesthetic to Francisco, still not sure she was doing it right. Finally, she handed the forceps to Pedro. Up to this moment, Pedro had thought the morning was delightful. Suddenly, he was sweating a cold, clammy perspiration, and his hands were shaking. I'm no dentist, he whispered. Neither am I, retorted Alicia, but I've seen a tooth extracted. Just get hold of the tooth and pull, I guess.
Francisco, open your mouth wide, Pedro instructed. After a few tries, Pedro got a firm grip on the aching tooth. He pulled and pulled, and finally the tooth began to budge. Then the forceps slipped. Pedro looked at his patient sitting there so calmly, his countenance emitting confidence and trust. Don't mind me, Francisco said when he saw the beads of perspiration running down Pedro's face. I can take it. You just get that tooth out of there. After much effort, the tooth finally slipped out. Alicia stuffed sterile gauze into Francisco's mouth, and they sent him on his way. Francisco went down the gangplank, muttering through the gauze, You'll have a crowd tonight. And that night they did. And Francisco, the former terror of the countryside, was the first person to accept Jesus as his Savior. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.